You are listening to An Out, Season 3, Episode 29, A Unique Survivor. You are listening to An Out, a podcast providing inspiration, ideas, and wisdom through engaging stories, commentary, and interviews so you can live life better. I'm Jim Fugate, and it's my privilege to share an ounce with you. This time, it's a story about how tragedy and miracles can go hand in hand. It was a beautiful morning, blue skies with a few clouds. Tatsumo Yamagachi was at the end of a three-month business assignment away from his home, his wife, and his young son. Yamagachi was an engineer in the employ of Mitsubishi Heavy Industries. He and his colleagues were boarding a morning train bound for home when Yamagachi realized he left a small but vital item behind. While his workmates boarded the train, he returned to retrieve what he had forgotten. The next train would be along soon enough. August 7, 1945 began as such a pleasant day, in spite of the state of the world at the time. Yamagachi remembers the sound of a single aircraft circling above the city. This was a common occurrence, so he gave it little notice. Then, just a few seconds after 8.15 a.m., he was knocked off his feet. There was a blinding flash of intense light followed by a sound so ear-splittingly violent it felt as if the world was falling apart. He said, I, I don't know what happened. I think I fainted for a while. When I opened my eyes, everything was dark, and I couldn't see much. The first nuclear bomb had just been dropped by a B-29 called the Enola Gay. The detonation occurred 580 meters above the ground, and the city of Hiroshima was left completely devastated. As he came to himself and sat up in the potato patch he'd been flung into, he said what he saw was like the start of a film at the cinema before the picture began, when the blank frames are just flashing up without any sound, and he witnessed the mushroom cloud and ash falling to the ground like snow. He was less than two miles from ground zero. 140,000 died that morning. Vaporized, burned, irradiated, but not Tatsumo Yamagachi. The next morning, August 8th, with the serious blackened burns on his face and forearms bandaged and both eardrums burst, he boarded the train for the 180-mile trip north. He observed more of the devastation of the city for himself, as he looked back on the once bustling and now completely wrecked city, it was nearly impossible to comprehend. Still bandaged and feeling rather ill, he reported to work the next morning. Yamagachi found himself describing the devastation caused by one single bomb in Hiroshima to a skeptical supervisor who was accusing him of being insane for claiming a single bomb had caused so much damage. It was August 9th. 1945. It was just a few seconds after 11 a.m. He was in pain, and he felt horrible, but he assured his colleagues his story was true. Then, the nightmare he went through two days earlier, it was repeating itself. There was a brilliant flash of light and the deafening sound. He threw himself to the ground just before the shockwave sent a million shards of glass through the building, shredding everything and everyone in their path. His home city of Nagasaki had just suffered the detonation of an even larger nuclear device than the one in Hiroshima. 
and for the second time in three days, Yamagachi was within two miles of ground zero. Another 70,000 died that morning, but somehow Tatsumo Yamagachi, his wife and son, survived. They spent the next few weeks in a bomb shelter, a short distance from where their home once stood. Yamagachi, as a result of his double doses of radiation, lost his hair, became very ill. The wounds on his arms became gangrenous, but he survived. He spoke very little of his two brushes with death. For a time after the war, he taught school and later returned to work as an engineer at Mitsubishi. At the age of 59, Yamagachi's son passed away from cancer. But somehow, Tatsumo Yamagachi still survived. He had a little trouble hearing out of one ear and complained that his legs were becoming weak as he aged. And in the year 2010, Tatsumo Yamagachi passed away. He was 93. In the last few years of his life, he changed his mind about being silent. He became aware that his calling was to open his mouth and talk about what happened, what he had witnessed. He released a memoir. He told his story in many venues and in 2006 spoke to the United Nations in New York in favor of nuclear disarmament. Yamaguchi said, and I am paraphrasing, While I'm alive, I will speak. And when I am dead, my memoirs and my medical record will bear witness of what happened. So here's the ounce. There are times when the fates, human depravity, and bad luck combine to allow some really appallingly dreadful things to happen in this world. Many look back and deny the horrible things that happened, doubt their severity, or that they happened at all. Some seem to want to forget or deny it. I get it. Nobody wants to dwell on things like the Holocaust, the Black Plague, or the many horrors of war, or individual catastrophes like the violent loss of a loved one, the betrayal of trust, or other traumas which steal innocence from the guiltless. But they happen, and we don't ever need to dwell on them, but if we pretend they never happened, or if we strive to forget or cover them up, we are in danger of losing needed wisdom to take actions to try and prevent them, or perhaps recognize and stop them from repeating, and without remembering the tragedies of our world and of our personal lives, we lose precious points of perspective that inform our ability to appreciate the positive and comprehend the good. And that's it. An ounce submitted for your consideration. Thank you for listening, subscribing to, and sharing an ounce. I'm Jim Fugate, and I'll catch you next time. Hey, check out our YouTube videos at youtube.com forward slash at an ounce podcast. That's youtube.com forward slash at symbol an ounce podcast.